salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 26 of the Okie Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. And I'm Josh Unruh. And Nikki Robinson is taking some time off to celebrate her anniversary with her boyfriend, so we will have her back next week. You know, I will actually say, you know, today is my anniversary with my wife, my five year of, of our first kiss. Congrats. That's of right. your first kiss. That's right. And I got her a big giant kiss now with that's... some kisses on it and a card and everything. And yes, it was our first kiss. That's After adorable. After a play, she kissed me in the parking lot. Oh my goodness, what play? It was uh, I Hate Hamlet. Oh, nice. That's nice. Right. <laughs> so anyway. Just I'm mostly over here trying to figure out how much trouble I'm in for not knowing when my wife and I, I had our first kiss. Well, see, that's I. I just happened to be that was I was a special moment for us. December twelfth, twenty ten. You're so sweet. She, she kissed me. Yay! I bet. Yeah. I bet with very little no research we could figure it out. Probably. Yeah. Text but messages. I do not know off of the, off the top of my head. You, you need to do your research. I because you could surprise right your wife you. when you show up with like some sense of today is the anniversary. You just see like so, sweet. That gives you like so many bonus points. Bonus. The fantastic thing about. My wife, usually, this is usually the fantastic thing, is that if I showed up and was like, surprise, it's the anniversary of our first kiss, she would be like, I I didn't, I don't know. Prove it. I don't, how do you know? Show me, show your work. Show your work. I want to introduce our first near today. Joining us um, is the managing director of Reduction Theater, Aaron right. Woods. Hi. Yeah, you know, Aaron, I think Hi, this Aaron. is the first time we've had a guest on twice. <laughs> Yay! Our first returning guest. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate we it. We are thrilled to have you. We yeah. are. Yeah, and last time you came on, we were talking zombies, zombies. and interactive uh, for Halloween. That's right. But I feel that's likely to happen tangentially again. <laughs> Today. Today. I think awesome. you're right. We can always As well. Zombies. I, I think sure zombies can come up we're at any point. We're talking zombies. Today. But of course, yeah. it's Christmas time. So when I think of Christmas, I usually think of Victorian England. That's right. And so reduction yeah. theater. It, well, it is. It's. it's I usually think of, of crippling poverty. <laughs> That's right. Murky skies. Well, I, right. I think of Ebenezer Scrooge. That's and... right. Well, the reason you think of that is because that's when Christmas became Christmas for the Western yes, world. It, is. it really did. I mean, a Christmas Carol, for as much as we've all seen it a ton, whether in movie form or in play form, or there's every there's the Mr. Magoo Christmas, which is my favorite version of it. Uh, really, even over Scrooge, <laughs> yes. Bill Murray. Oh, oh shoot! Yeah, yeah, I do. I did forget about okay. the Murray. All right. Yeah, uh -huh. we can still be friends then. Um, <laughs> but the that's when Christmas became Christmas, and Jane Austen's time is actually just slightly before that mm -hmm. in the Regency era. So Christmas is not quite as Christmassy <laughs> as we now know it today. So um, it's the exciting part of the show that we're doing, Jane Austen's Christmas Cracker um, at the Civic Center, which is an interactive Christmas ball. When you attend, you're a guest of Jane Austen and Cassandra Austen, um, and you actually participate in the ball by participating in dances, singing the carols. We play parlor games, and then we have it all catered by Brahms. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream and dairy stores <laughs> and it is such local. it's a yeah that's keeping it local but it's such a fun event and it's it's something that Brahms really uh uh came on board they were like what can we do and we're like well it would be great do you have Christmas pastries and they're like do we have Christmas pastries it's like asking yeah. do we have Please. ice cream exactly so and you can and we have ice cream we have everything <laughs> we have eggnog we have all sorts of treats 
And so you come and you attend this ball. And it, the traditions are very similar. I mean, this, the carols are very similar. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Here we come a wassailing. God rest you, merry gentlemen. It's all stuff you you're, you know Jane of Austen and you hear before. Like, what, 1860s? Isn't that about right? Since mid, mid-1970s? Actually, a little bit earlier than that. Okay. This is set in 1790. Oh, gosh. So yeah. So it's, okay. it's, yeah, it's a little bit earlier than that. So it wasn't the traditional thing that we're used to now, which is um, making it a... It was more of a fan, it was more of a like a celebratory holiday, more like it would be like New Year's Eve is kind of what mm-hmm. like Christmas was is the equivalent of. It's not necessarily something that people are traveling, you know, great distances to get to family. It's it's a it's a thing where people are getting together in their neighborhoods and celebrating, you know, kind mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. So it's it's a little bit more lighthearted. It's a little bit less sort of religious and and mending our ways forever, yeah. <laughs> like this Scrooge story, <laughs> and um and and it's just a little bit more like let's just have a darn nice party and right. let's celebrate. And this is it's an excuse for us to be able to take all the things that we've learned over the years because we've done so many Jane Austen shows at Reduction, um, like all the dancing and some of the songs and some of the customs. And then the parlor games, which are just a freaking hoot. They're just amazing. And it's a way for us to sort of share that with our audience, like apply that to the audience. And it is a blast. I didn't think, we did it for the first time last year. And I didn't think anyone would be interested because I thought everyone's got their Christmas traditions already. I thought everyone's got their Nutcracker or their Christmas Carol or their Territorial Christmas Mm -hmm. or whatever they're doing for Christmas. They've already got that set. And I was wrong because people came out in droves and people came out in Regency ball gowns. And wow. yeah, they come, we, we encourage cost, we encourage cosplay, but we don't, it's not required. So you can come as you are, or you can come in, you know, your holiday best, or you can come in Regency gowns. And we had several women there last night for opening night in Regency gowns and they came from Kansas and they were so excited. I feel like there's a story there. Like, why do you own? Re- oh, please, thank you for coming in your Regency gown. <laughs> yes, this is right. Don't take this the wrong way. Why do you own a Regency gown? Like, I feel like there's a built-in question that needs to be asked right like, there. Like maybe there's a circuit, and they you know, yeah, they go to the ball yeah. circuit. Well, I mean, if yeah. you get one, like the Medfair circuit. Well, that's but, what I was yeah. thinking. I mean, if, if I if the, I have a Renaissance medieval exactly, outfit, yeah. and I, uh, if somebody said, "Hey, give me something," you know, from between 500 AD and 1500 AD, it's like oh, I can I can. I can go out and wear that. I can get that together. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's exactly how it is. It's it's um, the Jane Austen Society, but then there are other like societies as well that hold Regency era balls or Jane Austen balls throughout. Um, Texas has a huge one. In fact, people just sent me pictures from the the North Texas ball that they had earlier this year, and there's just a lot to do because right now is actually uh, December sixteenth is Jane Austen's birthday. So there's a ton of things happening around her birthday celebration. So it is like a circuit. It is exactly like that. So they're they're there. They're in their garb. They're ready to go. And some of them know the dances that we're doing, which is exciting to have That's these experienced dancers. That would be amazing. Now, December sixteenth, you said is Jane Austen's. But how old do, you know, how, do we know how old she would have been? I don't know that off the top okay. of my head today. But like Shakespeare, just recently they celebrated his four hundredth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so so dances. 
how do you people, if they don't know the dances? <laughs> right. But that's the thing is, this is built so that you don't have to know the dances going into it. And we don't expect anyone really to know the dances. Um, all of our actors know the dances quite well. And then there's somebody who's a caller. And it's very reminiscent of um, square dancing. Yeah. So somebody calls out the moves. And then everybody does them. And then you're partnered with someone in costume who knows what they're doing. And um, we've had we've been very lucky. The Scissor Tail uh Scissor Tail Dance Society, they have a fuller name. I'm not saying the name correctly. Oh, they're going to kill me. The Scissor Tail, I think they're called the Scissor Tail Traditional Dance Society, who's located here in Oklahoma City. They have provided volunteers who attend the ball and who come usually in costume and who also partner with audience members. So we can dance with more than just a handful of audience members per dance. So you kind of have, they're kind of like ushers in essence. Exactly, they yeah. They volunteer for you to, to help. Exactly, and they know all the dances and they know what to do. So they're so you always have an experienced partner. So even if you're not hearing the calls or not doing it right or have two left feet like me, then you are with somebody who knows what to do and who will guide you. Like like a like an experienced ballroom dance partner. Wow, now, yeah. now how did you get connected with them um we were doing our very first year as a theater company we did pride and prejudice it was our second production mm -hmm. and that show sold like gangbusters and we were for the first time ever at uh, city arts center which is now called oklahoma contemporary um on the fairgrounds and one night this guy came came out and he said what's all the hubbub here what's happening i said oh well, we're doing a play I said, we're sold out tonight, but we've got other shows coming up if you want to come see it. It's Pride and Prejudice. And he said, are, are you kidding me? And I said, no. And he said, I am attending the Scissor Tail Dance um, Society. <laughs> Actually, I looked it up. It's, it, it, it is, is Scissor Tail Dance Society. And sure. you can find them at scissortail.org. Thank you. Scissor Tail Dance Society. And we rehearse here at City Arts um, in the back in one of the dance rooms. And we do traditional English country dancing that would have been popular during Jane Austen's yeah. time. So um, ever since then, we've used them as a resource. Like, we want to learn how to do some dances for Sense and Sensibility or Pride and Prejudice or oh, something. Great. And you can look those up on YouTube and you can get your dance choreographer involved. But it's a lot easier to go to people who are doing that, um, sure. you know, in their society. And yeah. they travel all over the world doing this stuff. See, and those are kind of people that would basically have a regency type and, and they do. Right. All I those feel like people I solved have. that gown mystery. <laughs> yeah. They have some regency outfits as well. I think everybody, I mean, there's a lot of times when people will be attracted to a certain type of, certain time period. And yeah. There's Westerns, there's Civil War reenactors. So That's exactly they, right. They, yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody kind of chooses their time period. Mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. I went to, uh, last year, we went to a special thing that OETA had done for Downton Abbey. Oh, wow. It was amazing the number of people who showed up in Edwardian dress. That's awesome. And I mean, I don't think they got them from Masquerade. I think they had, these were, you know, handmade. Uh -huh. Wow. So, and then they more than likely did not do it for just a one night event. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And more than likely had them in their closets for, for just this kind of thing. People right. fall in love with that to those time periods. Thank goodness. Another Edwardian thing for us to do. <laughs> right. Dust off the suits. Absolutely. Well, the coolest thing about this event, uh, other than mm -hmm. being so interactive, which is kind of, our mantra this season what with OKC dead being this interactive zombie mm. hunt and now we've got this interactive ball is um as is, is seeing the people who are there who are so kind of like there with a girlfriend or their wife and they're just not into it mm. and by the end they are dancing up a storm and they're singing carols with the best of them and they're playing parlor games that is the funnest thing to see because it's it's because when you say Jane Austen <laughs> 
even I think a reviewer wrote this about it last year. When you hear the words Jane Austen's Christmas Cracker and Interactive Ball, that is like fear-inducing for a certain guy, for a certain part of the population. Well, that's a thing I'll be doing to prove that I love my wife. Yeah, bingo, exactly. And but what what they end up doing is just finding out that it's just a blast and it's just a bunch of fun and it's just like attending a really fun party. (laughs) And if you're not having a great time, you can sit back and eat all the ice cream you want and that's even better. (laughs) And just watch the people. That's right. Yeah. That's, and that's the other thing that we've built it as because a lot of people have come, but they've made it clear that they love the show, but they're too shy to participate and they, and not, and they don't want to participate at all. And, but they do love being there. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, just come sit back. We've got, you don't, we're never going to pull you out of your seat if you're not willing to do something. It's not a Cirque du Soleil. We have, <laughs> we have lots of ice cream and really uncomfortable Regency chairs. <laughs> there you go. It, you can sit straight up, eat all the ice cream you yeah. can stand and watch the there fun. There you go. Well, that's the one thing that we're, we're not very true to period on the food because the, the English Regency food is not... A holiday treat to behold. It's kind of. I mean, it's. It would be an interesting historical study. Disgusting. Now, what would you That's know? What, what kind of food it would have been? They would have had something called the white soup, and they would have had a lot of. Not a lot of the sweets would have been not very good, and by our estimations. Well, this and, is like that C.S. Lewis tricked generations of children into thinking that Turkish delight was good. Absolutely. You know, it's yeah. that kind of yeah. yeah. They would have like had my a feelings on black licorice that this just oh. da- this just dates from a time when candy didn't oh. have to be good it just had to be interesting. Okay, I'm part yeah. Swedish, so they people give those to me as a gift that really salty black licorice. <laughs> really? Yeah, but they give me so much of it I can't e- eat it. And my friend Sophie, who is from Sweden, says you can't eat one of, you can't eat those every day, Erin. You will have a heart attack. <laughs> there's so much salt in them. Anyways, I have pounds and pounds of it, so I'm the only one in the world that You're likes like that. Lies. Yeah. <laughs> I like my, black licorice like every now and then. I yeah. don't know if I can eat it. See, I can't, oh. My husband says it tastes like burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially, I feel like when people give it to you as a gift, it's like, here, here, it tastes like hatred. Yeah. You know, yeah. Enjoy. Or it's one of those like, this is awful, try it. Yes. I want you to know how bad this is. I want you to know, yeah. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> okay, I feel like I need to hear more about these parlor games. Okay. There you if, go. If only because I have I have a few friends in my life who always want to do those icebreaker games at parties, even oh, when yeah, they're yeah. people who already know each other very well. <laughs> and again, not unlike the licorice, icebreaker games are basically reasons to learn to hate one another. Um, so tell me about these parlor games that are actually fun. Um, Perhaps I can adapt them. There, Well, we had a, we had the very interesting task because most of the games that we read about that were popular during the Regency era, especially were popular around Christmas time, were based on the fact that everybody in the room would have known each other. Right. So, like, you're guessing the voice of somebody that you already know and that kind of thing. So we were trying to figure out games that would be good for everybody to play, including the audience who wasn't as knowledgeable. And there's one called Oink Piggy Oink <laughs> that they play in the show, which I think is delightful. <laughs> and it is, it's a lot of fun. It's, you, you, it, is guess, it is a guessing game of where you're guessing people's voices, but they've made it so that they have a little get to know you session beforehand so you get to know who the audience members are. And it's just a, it's a lot of fun. But I was, when I was coming to rehearsal, I was like, what are you guys playing today? Because they just had this parlor game book and they were just playing parlor game after yeah. parlor game. And um, 
you know, mistletoe was big in the Regency, so there was a lot of kissing games. But then we were like, we don't really want to be kissing the audience. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a thing that you really just don't do in theater. Boundaries. Yeah. Well, it's something it, you do in I mean, theater, just not on stage. And there's interactive. Yeah. So, um, backstage. <laughs> backstage, we're all, we're all kissing. Um, but so the oink piggy oink is people are people are oinking at you and they're switching places and someone is blindfolded and has to guess who who the people are who they're trying to tag. There's also one and I think it's called it has like four different names but it's called like the bad wolf where one person is it and they're the wolf and there are sheep dogs who try to prevent them and everybody else is a sheep and they're trying to catch everybody and when they catch them they're like dead sheep. <laughs> That's because that's sort of familiar somehow. <laughs> I mean, not like as it's a game, all, not just yeah. You know, but as, as, it's yeah. all based on stuff. I mean, they yeah. they do various things based on charades and charades. Listen to me, charades. Look at you pronouncing it correctly. Yay. Yeah, well, bad. Well, that sounds like it's almost kind of like a tag type of game. Yeah. It does sound awfully familiar. Well, and I go Doctor Who. I want people in exquisitely huge gowns playing tag. I think that's what it is, essentially. Nails my fun right there. That's That's it, yeah. I think that's the definition of the word delightful. Yeah, it is. yeah, the visual. These are all very tight, but also very huge. Let's <laughs> run around in them. Right. Which which segues into my thing well my question, which was why do you think and I think I, I, I know the answer, but that's because I know you. Um, why do you think people keep coming back to Jane Austen as far as something that is a, a delight? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's universal. I think she universally invented romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that... When you when you've nailed that and you're the first person to do <laughs> you're it... You're the one. <laughs> you're kind of the one... Um, and I think she writes these incredibly whole characters. No one's ever quite just a villain, and no one's ever quite just an innocent. And I think that those are so intriguing and, and so so well done. And everybody has their favorites when it comes to Jane Austen. I came to Jane Austen quite late, actually. It was in my 20s when I sort of discovered that I liked her. Because I grew up in a household where contemporary fiction was really important. And it still is. My mother still does not understand Jane Austen. She's mm-hmm. like, I try to read Emma. And I, was like, oh. and I was like, well, you don't have to read. Okay. <laughs> it's so weird that my mother That's feels okay. that way. Because yeah. <laughs> most people who I'm meeting who, who, are, are, who are women are like, oh, my mother and I would watch BBC mm-hmm. dramas. And, you know, that's how they're introduced to it. And I'm like, yeah. not in my household. <laughs> that, yeah. that was not done. <laughs> we were watching The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo or whatever <laughs> my mother was reading at the time. But... Um, I think that there's something there's something that speaks that speaks to people the same way romantic comedies still are persistent in our in our pop culture. You know, they're kind of never going to go away, and they may evolve and change, or get gross, or get weird, or whatever, <laughs> or be adapted Jane Austen. And be adapted stories. Jane Austen stories. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to talk about Clueless. <laughs> my Yay! my singular touchstone with yeah. Jane Austen. It's well, a good one. It's but a it's, fantastic yeah. adaptation. No, I. It's, Tremendous! I love it. Yeah. I love it still. I loved As it before I knew show. it was, you know, Jane Austen. I still, I just don't, I still don't understand how it is Jason Jane Austen. It's Emma. It's Emma. It's an oh, adaptation okay. oh, of Emma. Emma. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was an adaptation of uh, Pride and Prejudice. That was where I got no. confused. Do you know okay. that the okay and like I've a, never read Emma, so that would make sense. A, well, I, I, yeah. neither did I. 
Um, but now apparently but, I have. But a yes. film, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a film version of Emma with Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. came out like a year after Clueless. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure I can't right now place why I would have gone to such a thing. A girl, probably a whomever girl? I was dating. Yeah. Yes, um, and I'm sitting there going. Wait a minute, it's clueless. This is just clueless. <laughs> so, because there's no oh, Wikipedia or whatever yeah. at that point. I can't just go look it up. I was like, something is shady. Something's weird. Something. I think but really, I just want to go watch Clueless now. Clueless so. is, is the best, in my opinion, it's the best contemporary adaptation of, of a Jane Austen uh, novel. And I think it's just, it was so well done in 95. And it was, the only thing they left out from Emma was the Jane Fairfax uh, storyline. And good riddance, in my opinion, because I could take or leave Jane Fairfax in that in that book but <laughs> but other than that it's like kind of spot on it's yeah. it's kind of like it when you rewatch Clueless you're like oh my gosh this is so exactly right I can't even I don't even know how they did that so because I, I remember watching uh, 10 Things I Hate About You which mm. everyone said was based off of um, the true, Taming Taming true. true. Yeah. and I went mm, yeah Ish. I could see Ish. it you know, I could see it, but it would never really did it for me. Yeah, it was yeah. like I, was, I, I knew it was because everyone told me it was, and I, I saw it. And went, yeah, this is, but no more so than sometimes sitcoms are based off of a Shakespearean play. Exactly, it's not. Yeah. It was. It wasn't any more close to that. So, so, so this seems fairly close to uh, Emma. Yeah, it is. Who this is? It's it's and it's and it's it's kind of a an, an incredible study of that. And ninety five, ninety six were like. Those were like the years for Jane Austen and our pop culture. It was the big Pride and Prejudice. It was Clueless. Yeah. It was the Emma Thompson Sense and Sensibility. Mm-hmm. There was a big British movie Persuasion uh, film adaptation. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was just it was just huge. Mm-hmm. And then Emma came out like the next year and all that stuff. So I wonder what was going on in there? <laughs> That's <laughs> actually and everybody's turning the, to Jane Austen. The sort of yeah. weird, random Jane Austen bits of information that I have, I attribute entirely to that span of time because yeah. I will just be like, "Why do I know?" Because this all thing, because I was, the, yeah, you know, it was an actual pop cultural touchstone exactly. there for a minute. A, a big uh, one. That's yeah. how I came to. I mean, that's that's that was my introduction. To well, I never, Jane I never latched on any further. I just watched Clueless more. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, let's just because just being honest. When you hit the top, you stay there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I almost went on this wild tangent about 10 things I hate about you being better, actually better than I, it's always better than I remember it. It is. But it suffers because it's surrounded by all this awesome teen exploitation movies that came out at the same time. But I'm, Mm -hmm. see, that's as far down that rabbit trail as I'm going to go. Sure. Because focus, Jane Austen, (laughs) clueless, on point. Can't hardly wait. Like we're not going to go off on a tangent today. (laughs) Well, I was going to say. Yeah, I was actually about to go on to uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, which is a yeah. an adaptation of the Odyssey. Yeah, the Odyssey. yeah. And uh, and, it, and I, I actually was one. watching it halfway through and went, "It's the Odyssey." Wait, and that's when I started forgetting, and that made me love it even. I was already loving. It. I thought yeah. it was the best movie I'd ever seen. And then once I realized when they had the Cyclops, and I was like, uh, and, and the Sirens, I was like, Sirens. Oh my sure. gosh. We thought you were a toad. Okay, um, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Yes. Anyway, so that I, I was talking it's about glorious. But yes, it's um, lovely. So why is it called the Christmas Cracker? Yeah, um, it's called the Christmas Cracker because hold on, um, uh, I stole the name uh, from a show that I saw in England in 2009. <laughs> we were at the Globe Theater and it was Christmas time, and this was the first show they had done in the winter weather, I guess. And it was called Footsbarn's Christmas Cracker. And it was a 
I think a Polish circus that did Shakespeare themed circus acts and it was brilliant. It was the best thing I'd seen yeah. in so long. You had me. That, and it that was sounds great. insane. It yeah. was incredible. Yeah, it was yeah. so cool. And it was called Footsbarn's Christmas Cracker. And so Tyler kept saying, Tyler's my husband, he's the artistic director of reduction. And he kept going, are you going to write a Christmas show based on Jane Austen? Like we would have these weird hurried conversations every year when we're choosing the season or dealing with things. And I'd be like, yeah, uh, just call it Jane Austen's Christmas. He goes, you can't. There's already a play out there called Jane Austen's Christmas. <laughs> and I said, okay, um, call it Jane Austen's Christmas Cracker. And then I literally like ran and did something else. And literally, we never changed the name to anything else. <laughs> now. So, <laughs> so that's the name. We do, uh, we actually do have uh, Christmas crackers, this guy that you that, break. Yes, I'm okay. doing the action yeah, yeah, yeah. for your radio I audience. Know, I, know. Yeah. I just did it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't help it. You um, know, those Christmas those crackers. Things. Those things that you pull you, apart and like a wishbone. And you we have like, a lot of fans who probably watch Doctor Who. And needless to say, <laughs> they know what a Christmas, cracker. Christmas crackers are in They know Doctor what a Christmas Who, cracker so. is. Yeah, um, so we actually do introduce those. It's 50 years in the future. They they were invented about 1840, 1850. Okay. So, but we show somebody sent Jane this gift and it's a Christmas cracker and she opens it up and learns what it is. Still that's I, I, I had no idea they were that old. Yeah that's, they were pretty old. That's you know that's still and an amazing thing old. to think about the, that that would have been around the time of, of the Victorian age. And, yeah mm-hmm. and they had them at William Sonoma. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's still a thing is what I'm yeah. Well, there's still, still a thing in Britain certainly. Big time. They, yeah they, I mean that's that's a that's a huge part of the they do the crack the time. And they put little paper crowns on their heads. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't understand that one. I don't know. <laughs> that one well, but, yeah. But, but now, did, look that so, one so this was basically when Christmas was just starting, as yeah. what we know now today is that was when it was really just starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 what you imagine. It's it's a it's a feast. It's a it's it's family and neighbors coming together. But it's also a little like Halloween. <laughs> That's the whole wassailing thing. It's right. that neighborhood kids would go door to door and do a little bit of, just a tiny bit of singing and expect to get pudding. And <laughs> so that's. <laughs> Every time I hear British food. people talk about pudding, though, it turns into a lie. So. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? It turns into a lie. Like, like, like it always says blood is in it or something horrible. I mean, yeah. yeah. Figgy. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's just that's weird. Only to keep other people never... from eating their pudding. No. Just <laughs> you give it a horrible name like Greenland yeah, and Iceland. Right. Yeah, just I don't know. Look, would you like to have no. my feet pudding? No. no well, no. that's more for me. You know. <laughs> uh, I don't think. Yeah. No, not buying it. <laughs> well, see, a lot of people don't realize that before this time period, Christmas was more of a thing. You got to, you went to your church, you uh-huh. had Christmas, yeah. Christmas, and you would celebrate the birth of Christmas, and that was it. And, you know, it, it didn't become this festival no, thing. it wasn't. Um, until and there were other festivals ago. that seemed to be bigger, like Twelfth Night or Michaelmas. Michaelmas. Yeah. And so those are the things that seem to sort of stand out as things that were, like, celebrated or marked. Like, right. what are you doing? You know, oh, what are you doing for Michaelmas? And stuff like that. So uh, Christmas was not the, the power retail holiday that yeah. it is today. <laughs> Which yeah. is like the whole year sort of revolves around this the one, end of December. December 25th, yes. It's so funny to me. On that. Um, and I like it's 
it's just it's so funny to me because it's just sort of something that oh it's the end of December let's celebrate Christmas yeah. <laughs> like it's just time for that <laughs> so um it's a, it's a different feeling and it's a different there's no I have to say this there aren't many lessons to be learned because <laughs> you're not gonna have a Scrooge you're not gonna have a Scrooge like right. uh, Renaissance in this play but it's it's more like just having a really fun family time is sort of our, our whole idea behind it. And the reason that we don't stick so, like, we're just not so crazy sticking to the time period is because we wanted to experience a little 50 years here and there right. around stuff well, and Scrooge's, to sort of Scrooge's get it stuff, in. In, in Christmas Carol, the, the, the storyline is, of course, about him, uh, redemption. And, exactly, and, yeah. But the, the parties that were in yeah, Scrooge's were, were, were Fezziwig's party yeah. was, was yeah. and, and it, the, the, his, his nephew's parties, uh-huh. they were just, they were getting together doing parlor tricks exactly, and having fun yeah. and playing. And that's, just I playing think blind, so, blind man's buff, buff yes. and stuff like that and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. So those were still going on. Uh-huh. I think the storyline, yes, I think that, that Charles Dickens tried to put in a more of a, uh, of a of a Christmas, what we now think of, because now every Christmas story ever since Christmas Carol has always been about some kind of meaning behind yeah. it. Right. But the, the, the parties that were in that were very much the same thing as what you see in the Jane Austen parties. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly the feel of it. So it is sort of a Fezziwig party if you need a touchstone in literature for that. Um, the one thing that I, that I did want to uh, write about is I did the show last year in 2014, and we've changed it up. It's still the same structure. The show is the same structure, but it's it's got different scenes in it. Last year, we focused on Pride and Prejudice, Emma, uh, your favorite. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, Northanger Abbey. I threw in what I consider not an obscure one, but sort of the lesser popular ones. And so this year, we uh, kept Pride and Prejudice, but did different scenes because Pride and Prejudice is big and popular, and we wanted to keep those characters in it um but different scenes and then we also do sense and sensibility and then persuasion um because persuasion is for the hardcore jane austen fan a very it's a fan favorite is what it is you know think of oh that's the deep cut the deep cut that's, <laughs> right. that's a good way to put that, that, uh, is a, that is a good i'm gonna to test that. your jane austen geek cred let's talk about persuasion oh. <laughs> yeah let's I talk dig about it, it. Mm-hmm. so i'm we, not i'm not that was like not. that was, i was that's Not like pulling me. up Titus Andronicus around a Shakespeare That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it is. It's like Titus. Everyone loves, if you love Shakespeare, if you love Shakespeare, Titus. you have to know Titus, yes. But, uh, Lost his hands and everything. Exactly. <laughs> Lost her hands. <laughs> but, um, but for Jane Austen, yeah, people love persuasion. So, and, and that was actually what happened to me in 2014 was that someone came, uh, an audience member came in this exquisite Regency gown, and she came up to me and she says, Where's Captain Wentworth? And who that's a character from Persuasion. And I'm like, he's not here. But Mr. Knightley's here and Mr. Tilney's here and Mr. Darcy is here. And she was like, Okay. And she just is a little disappointed. And I'm like, Captain Wentworth is in the show next year. He's gotta be yeah. in the show. So that's how we're doing it. <laughs> Fan favorite. <laughs> what what is the period appropriate phrase for posers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I know, but that's. But you're right. I, you're right. Yes. That woman would have known. Yeah. Because she, so she was thinking it at you. She's like, oh. are, I mean, there are people who, who know that those time periods, and that's what they, they yeah. just love. That that's they romanticize that's they get into those it. time periods. Same as someone against who does the Civil War reenactment. Yeah. Someone does westerns. Um, these people really get yeah. into that kind of uh, the, the Jane Austen era. 
which, you know, um, I guess for a time period wasn't too bad for England, you know, as far as the empire goes. Because before Napoleon, so it was yeah. good, good to go. It was, yeah. it was good for a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, at the time, you'd only had one real country kind of break away, and that was, you know, the U.S. Yeah, yeah. You know, most other, the, the empire was doing pretty well yeah. at that time. And people were doing fairly, were fairly well off, if they were well off. If they were well off. Yeah. Well, Jane Austen writes a lot about that. There's still no middle class, but there's definitely a, a lower class of gentlemen. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's what a lot of her books are about, or is about gentlemen and gentlemen's daughters who aren't necessarily, uh, you know, as eligible as they should be for marriage. That's, it. that's Pride and Prejudice, is that Elizabeth is super poor. <laughs> She's she's not poor like we know poor, right. <laughs> but she she's poor like she only has one servant. I was gonna, yeah, poor. She had like a house out in the country that was yeah. huge and, and she only had a house. Yeah, only two. rough. They only yeah. have like an upstairs and a downstairs maid, and <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Ridiculous. <laughs> God, I can't imagine. <laughs> oh, the horror! I it's know. Horrible. Okay, I think you're losing me on Jane Austen. <laughs> <laughs> so. So particularly for you mm-hmm. personally, I'm going to put you on the spot. What is it about Jane Austen that appeals to you? I just I love the lightness of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't I I shouldn't pick out the light. <laughs> That's contradictory because there's also a lot of things that are that go beneath the surface that I really enjoy too. But I think that it 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 seems to tell the truth and to paint a picture about a moment in time that is so specific to a to a time period that you could really delve into it, like mm-hmm. the Civil War reenactors, like the Medfair folks, like so many people. But then at the same time, it's such a universally told story. It's mm-hmm. it, the characters are so universally told. Because they're three dimensional. They're, they're not, so yeah. Because they're, they're so they're beautiful. I mean, my mother people. is Mrs. Bennett. Mm-hmm. And so that's the end. I mean, you know, <laughs> she's oh, she's she's a loving person, but she's a little ridiculous and she gets a little out of hand mm-hmm. and she's super social. <laughs> and that's how it is. And I'm like, how did Jane Austen write my mother into a book? <laughs> she's Your never mother, met my mother hates Jane Austen. Yeah, my mother hates right. Jane Austen. That's the oh, and yet, yeah. Mrs. Is, Bennett would have yeah. hated <clears throat> Jane Austen. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Just and looking at her across the table at Christmas. Mrs. Bennett. Mrs. And she's like, Bennett. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, and I, think, I, I think you hit the nail on the head for, for me. I think it's the universality of the people. It's, it's mm-hmm. universality isn't the word I was looking for, but it's the fact that these, you know these people. Mm-hmm. That's yes, the bottom yeah, line, yeah. is that they're so relatable exactly. in a way that you either know them or you are them. Mm-hmm. Right. And Jane Austen gets a lot of criticism, I think, from people who aren't terribly familiar with her work um, because it, it seems like such a fairy tale because her, all of her novels end in marriages. I mean, it's like a Shakespeare comedy. It ends in a marriage. Um, or an intention to marry, I guess right. I should say. Um, it's and so, so, so people seem to think, oh, it's just sort of fairy tales, and there's a prince charming, and well, I don't want to deal with that. And it's so much more than that. I mean, it's it's a love story, but it's also um, it's a study of human existence in many respects. Do you think you'd also mention that she was, in essence, the creator of the modern day rom com? Oh, of course. Do you think course, that maybe yeah. that she gets shoved into this? Because sometimes rom coms are kind of looked down upon. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. People go, oh, I, I'm, I'm not going to watch a romantic comedy. Yeah. That's a chick flick. 
you know, she because they're the, pretty bad usually. I mean, like, well, yes, when, uh, unfortunately, when, yeah. contemporary ones can can be pretty stinky, and that's not fun. That's not fun for the rest of us because it is a genre that I do like, and when it's done well, it it can be really exciting. But when it's not done well, it is horrible sure. to watch. Well, and um, anyone leap who's year that's on Netflix. I try to watch. I was like, oh, I'll give this a try. I bet it's kind of stupid in spots, but it's probably pretty fun. No, that movie is. <laughs> I did not get through twenty minutes of that movie. It's a movie called Leap Year. <laughs> You've not heard of it, probably. That's why. <laughs> no, I what, did. It have you Hugh, have. I did avoid this. Yeah. What did it have? Hugh Grant. No. Oh, I thought every rom com had Hugh Grant. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> <laughs> You're like my dad. <laughs> He's in all of them, right? I don't know. My dad claims to hate Hugh Grant, but every year at Christmas he needs to watch Love Actually, and he like complains <gasps> until we watch it. And I say, "Why that you didn't like Hugh Grant?" He goes, "Oh, I hate him." I just skip his parts. I don't care for him, but Four Weddings and a Funeral is one of my favorite. Oh movies, yeah, so, that's a great movie. Know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel nice. like anyone who's complaining that these romance stories end in yes, intentions to yes. weddings yeah. is kind of missing the point of genres exactly like yeah. i mean i mean they're romances you wind up mm-hmm. i mean it may not be the guy that sure. you think they're going to wind up with or whatever but they wind yeah. up with somebody and it's good news it's, like it's, that's it's how romances work yeah. ending. you cannot you know? leave yes yeah. you cannot there, end with a tragedy it's not a romance and it's anymore. all i mean it's all it's all i'm sure you guys i mean i know you guys have talked about this it's it's all soap opera stuff i mean walking sure. dead is a soap opera yeah. Uh, Downton Abbey is a soap opera. Oh, yes. Jane Austen's are, you know, if you watch the, if you if they do the five hour, extended, you know, BBC film version of it, it is a soap opera. So I mean, it's it's just it's that kind of appeal, and it appeals to, and it, it we find that it appeals to everybody. Sure. I think everything is a soap opera. I'm pretty sure Breaking Bad is a soap opera too. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best kind of soap opera. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have to have some sort of, I'm gonna have to. Have a genre conversation (laughs) about soap operas because I, I feel like there is a level of cheese that is necessary for Mm. soap opera, for it to be a soap opera. Like otherwise, otherwise it's just a complicated, a complicated story, right? Yeah, Yeah, like it's just a lot of. But oh no, if people are you know (gasps) staring pensively just (laughs) to the side of the camera, dun dun dun. I mean, okay, like Dark Shadows. Ooh, I love Dark Shadows. Yeah, I mean. Can you imagine how much of your time have you spent? Those of you who watch Dark Shadows, how don't even think how many hours of your life you've spent with someone staring pensively near the camera, yeah, saying nothing, yeah. possibly with other people in the room, yeah, also saying nothing. I mean, you know, yeah. like that with organ music and fake <laughs> lightning. Like you need all these things. Like, there just yeah. needs to be. A little cheese on top oh, for yeah. soap opera. It's, it's that there melodrama. Does. There's a lot of confrontations need. that, like, in no way would happen in real life. Right. Mm-hmm. And without that melodrama, though, it, it's not entertaining. That's yeah. true. It, it just you have to have to have that dun dun dun. Yes. How yes, How far? How high can we ratchet this crazy relationships banging off one another? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No. I had to think hard about soap operas there for a minute. Thanks for coming along, <laughs> listeners. Well, and you had also stumbled upon genres, and that made me realize I wanted to ask you about the movie adaptation of Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. It looks awesome. Doesn't it? Yeah. I'm I think excited it looks about it. Have okay. you seen Are the you trailers? people who have read this book? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so it manages. And the originals. Sure. 
Like, yeah. yeah, that's what I was about to say. So it actually satisfies you as Jane Austen nerds. Yes. Yeah, it's good. While having undead shambling things. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it. I sort of don't know how that could work, but okay. It's, yeah, it's... It, the, the the girls... Everybody in the world is a little bit more of a champion fighter than I expected. That was really unexpected when I read it. I thought it would be about them learning how to survive. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be like Walking Dead yeah. in a book. With, <laughs> like with Jane Austen stuff in it. <laughs> Boy, it, Jane Austen's Walking Dead just sounds yeah. like a Doesn't gunshot it? to my yeah. temple. That sounds terrible, Actually, you guys. Actually, it might drastically improve what you dislike about The Walking about Dead. About Walking Dead? Yeah. I accept, not, that, I accept that thesis. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's I, my I thesis. Knowing my only problem is I'm not a big fan of either Jane Austen or zombies. I don't think that it would <laughs> right. be together. No, I feel like would. I need to really be invested in one, the other, or both. <laughs> and I look, am missing. But all I want to say, those. look at the cast. Look yeah. at who's in it. I don't even know look who's at the in director. it. Director. No, it's again. I haven't Matt seen Smith's the in it. Oh really? Yeah. Well, Matt Smith was apparently in uh, in Terminator, although I still haven't seen that Are one. Are you kidding? Either. He was. Well, you got my. Apparently, have you seen it? Uh, no. Wait, which one? Neither I. I was only going to see it because the of what, one that just came what's out. What's her name? With uh, I don't know. Yes, Genesis, the one with that came out. Khaleesi like, like and um, yeah. Okay, I was going to see yes. it because the Khaleesi's daughtering Terminator. Khaleesi's in it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, apparently Matt Smith. Yeah, I don't I've heard. I because not. Because it's a room full of nerds. Nobody knows anybody's actual name. Danny. Thank you. It's Danny. So Daenerys. Two are friends. Two are friends. And her dragons. So, so, you know, we, so we're actually talking we're about pals. We're, we're in a we room, a we're in a room full awesome. of nerds <laughs> and no one has seen Terminator this summer at all. Yeah, no one. No. no, because it was going to be because, terrible. Because at a certain point, just stop it. Yes. You're yes. turning into the cure. Well, here's my yes. deal. <laughs> I, I have not seen any. You're turning. <laughs> are, you, are you not going to Robert Smith now? Gosh. Well, you're just... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's happening. I think that everything has to. Well, okay, that's that's everything. No, but I think that things need an end. And you think the mm. cure should have ended like after Love Cats or something like wish. that? <laughs> wish, maybe, maybe after Wish. Okay. Love Love Cats. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, 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 and make no mistake. Beach, I I am a massive Cure fan, and that's why I say I do. that. I love the that. Smiths. The but, you know the greatest thing they did. But was I, you're right. Actually, actually, after I, I I don't of course most music I don't listen to after mm-hmm. 1990. So yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm still into you know the Cures and and, and no absolutely and me, me as well yeah, yeah. no but, I just yeah. the, the best thing that they could have done is just pack it up and yeah packed it up or just and, tour. And, I mean that's fine. There's there's still bands that tour. Just stop yeah. Making, stop just making stop an Same thing with you too. Yeah. Do your stop same shtick after yeah. your same with Joshua Ang- Tree. And... Angry tweets can be directed at <laughs> WVBA. Oh I, so. I would hope so. Please. I welcome. Hey, I did. I did have a Twitter troll this week because of where I work. Did you? Well, all right. Yeah. Nice. Like someone took me to task for, um, yeah, for our company's number one hour. I, I work as a temp there, but anyway, um. Their number one client. So anyway, oh, wow. that was yeah. It was well, this will be exciting. much more artsy when the Cure people show up. It'll be much more artsy trolling. I'm picturing the South Park episode. <laughs> Good times. Situation was the best album ever. Right. Yes. Somebody, somebody created a fake uh, Twitter with my name. <laughs> How exciting! I'm not that much you, of a celebrity, so I have no idea what that is about. It's just getting no, ahead of the curve. They, Somebody's did, getting ahead of the curve. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Like, they, uh, they, it's called <laughs> Drunk Aaron W, <laughs> and it's supposed to be so me. So looking this up, does it in any way resemble you, intoxicated? No, it doesn't. And that's the weird thing is I'm not 
I'm not a big. I'm not that big of a drinker. Say, I'm record, not sure where Aaron they're getting that this. From. I was gonna say, yeah, you drinker. don't. You just. That's weird. Was yeah. it just maybe it's just like links to snoring noises? No, it was. It was like me tweeting I mean, I'm just, about like my wine, like oh, I'd rather be drinking wine or something like that. No, <laughs> I'm doing an impression of this Twitter thing that's like not me. An impression so, of the Twitter doing a bad, a bad impression of the Twitter doing a bad impression of, of drunk you. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Inception. Yeah, but now it just, <laughs> I think, I don't know, I don't know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I know the friend of mine who started it, but I think he still does tweet from it, and I get these tweet notices every once in a while. Awesome. Oh, it's kind I'm of like, great. One, you know, you're doing something right, and, and two, you're doing something right. If, if someone go. has made a, a false Twitter account That's right. about you... Yeah. So no. let me. It has like three followers too, so it's yeah. pretty big. It's a pretty big. <laughs> no, I'm big I'm, looking, big I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking it up right like, now. I gotta follow this. <laughs> I am. I'm doing it as. We let speak. me circle back to Devin's thesis. So if I were a person <laughs> who loved Clueless, there you go. And yeah. therefore, obviously, must love Emma. Uh-huh. I must love Emma. I'm hearing yeah, because it is basically Emma. the same. Yeah. Um, is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? going to make me want to know more about Jane Austen? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think it's a good gateway into it. It is surprisingly true to Jane Austen. Yeah. Like that was what and, and they're all so kind of I, I defer to the Aaron in century. Is that that's the actual basis of the book. Yeah. The zombies in the later 18th century. Yeah. Right? The Bennett sisters okay. are and they're they're they approach surrounding the village. They are. approach the adaptation much like I approach my plays, which is I, I just I basically lift all dialogue out from the novels. Because Pride and Prejudice is the best because it has it's all there. Mm-hmm. She's just written a play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. it's it's easy pickings. Um, but what they've done is they've picked the 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 language is is straight out of Pride and Prejudice, and then they've just altered different parts of it so instead of we're going to see mrs long's second daughter at the ball it's like mrs long is now a zombie it's been a while since i've read it (laughs) but they just they basically alter parts of it and i think it doesn't get too crazy honestly i don't think you know except for the walking dead no it's just it's like they're they're, shambling corpses it's like about their walking to meriton and then on, on their walk, they encounter the undead, and they have to go in formation and make some kills and right? things like that. And and I, yeah, there's Lady <laughs> Catherine becomes a crazy character. Okay. That's the only part where they really go. They kind of okay. Oh, the kind it. of glossing over zombies might also sort out my zombie issues because one of the two times I have liked zombies and stuff, they were basically treated like a natural disaster that just had to be sort of worked around. So you mean like Shaun with. of the Dead? Uh. Well, I like Shaun of the Dead. Okay, yeah. so I guess I I, I have three it's things. More of, more of a sidebar. Yeah. Zombies but, uh, are more of Bone a sidebar to our story. Oh, I've uh, never seen Bone yeah. Shaker. Cherie Pri- I think it's Cherie Priest mm-hmm. is the author. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and Bo- Bone Shaker, very uh, Victorian. I mean, it's it's incidental. steampunk. Yeah. I guess. I mean, you know. Um, it's it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things, but they <laughs> but they really they just treat like the the zombies like a combination of. Um, sort of epidemic they have to quarantine yeah. slash natural disaster. Like it's gotcha. get out of the way of the flood. You could, you know, literally pull their word for zombies out and put in flood in some of those scenes and it would make sense. And I was like, all right, I, I accept mm-hmm. your thesis, yeah. you know. Well, it's kind of like Shaun of the Dead was the romantic comedy where zombies gets in the way. The zom rom com. Yeah. Zom rom com. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to guess that the movie, if it's true to the novel, is going to Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is going to be. 
Pride and Prejudice where zombies are getting in the way. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, and I, it also... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and it gives the, the characters, there's an... It gives them some license to pursue other interests, if you will, if, if that's... I, I don't want to spoil... Like high thing. finance banking? I don't want to spoil... Yes. Like lacrosse? Okay, fine. Spoilers. Spoilers. I don't... Yeah. I just... I don't know what that means, so I'm just gonna... Oh, well, like I don't want to... Like I don't want to overly spoil, album. but it's... <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> nicely done, by the way, and it's head on the door. Hello. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, it... it dude, dude, dude. No, I'm sorry. Yes. I don't know. I've, I've talked myself into a corner. Sorry, now, sorry, and so Devin. now I'm... I did no, that to no, you. No, no, no. <laughs> Turnabout so, is fair play. Let's, let's go back to this. You've done zombies, and you have done Pride and, uh, <laughs> yes, Pride and Prejudice. How long can when? it be? When shall we see the interactive yeah. Pride and Prejudice and zombies? That's... I don't know. I feel like it's... I'm going to see the... I always I Jane Austen's undead Michaelmas extravaganza. Exactly right. Thank you. Uh, it's a license to print money, people. The, it's the a summer night's Jane the, Austen. The film I have never pursued. I'd never honestly, if you're if you're asking an honest question, I've never honestly pursued the rights to Pride and Prejudice and Zombies because since before the book was actually released, the film rights had been sold to it. Yeah. So. It's so I figured that was probably a pretty hard sell to yeah. call somebody and go, I'm just going to adapt this into a play real quick <laughs> and have that happen. So, and I also wanted to see what that film version was going to be like. And we've been waiting forever for it. Yeah. Because it was supposed to have, oh, it had oh, like a thousand stars it attached to it. Cast members. Yeah. What is it coming out? Do we know? Got, the day after my birthday. February 4th. I'll just put a bow on it already. Seriously? No, no, really. Yeah. Your birthday is February 3rd? It is. Mine's February 7th. I did. Well, well, let's go see Pride Pride and Prejudice Prejudice and Zombies. (laughs) In stereo. Yeah. Michael. You (laughs) love Jane Austen. I love it. Never was there a woman more effective with an edge blade than Elizabeth Bennett. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that How are you not sold right now? I mean, my birthday is not in February, so I am immune to the sales pitch. But how are you not <laughs> sold right now? Because I will still be watching Star Wars come around by oh, like birthday. over and over. Yes, yes, ah, yes I like that optimism. Be. You can just take a little that's break. A, that's really optimistic. <laughs> well, did you hear you about know, the, 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 they're actually having a contest where they're they're having people and it's it's, it's like the standing and touching the car type of contest. Where the longer you hands last, on a hard body, yeah, and and, and it's it is you, they're they're having people and they're they're watching all six of the movies, uh-huh. and then they're watching and then up until the Force Awakens opens, open, and they're going to re-air Force Awakens open Awakens over and over and over again until there's one person left watching the movie. Oh wow! So can you go to the wait now? Where is uh, the they have really underestimated nerds' ability to yeah. just binge watch things because well, I can no, binge watch just. I about think anything. I could. My uh-huh. problem is you would have to start with Phantom Menace. Oh, you got to get through that. Business. Second, yeah, yeah, but you get Force that when Awakens. you're fresh. You yeah. get that when you're fresh. You could actually show up drunk <laughs> to get through Phantom Menace. Just yeah, just inoculate yourself, and then eat while you're watching it. So then by the next. Movie. I don't You're know. Totally I think if I showed up go. drunk for Phantom Menace, I might just write out the whole prequel trilogy <laughs> just completely in, in the wind. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I just think, you know, what, what if Force Wait, Awakens is there bathroom breaks? Or yes, what? yes. Okay. You can actually Good. go every, like, there's, like, like five minute breaks to between movies, but yeah, that was it. I, you have to still be I'm, awake and, and you can't do drugs. I'm so with I'm this. Oh, do I don't drugs. know if liquor counts. See, that's I, right I feel, yeah, I'm on the you've underestimated these people bandwagon. I mean, 
as far as I guess it groups of people who can just sit not moving while Star Wars is on, yeah, come on. Cool. That's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Speaking like a huge Okay, first off, before we get, because we got to close this down, uh, <laughs> when, when are the shows and where? And when, where? Oh, um, they are, we, we opened last night, December 11th, so it's December 12th, December 13th at 2 o'clock, which is a Sunday, and then December 17th, 18th, and 19th, and those are all 8 o'clock shows at the Civic Center. And uh, you can call for tickets. I'm going to get my little thing out. So I have a cheat sheet here. Hold on. Oh, no. Uh, here, uh, is this help? I actually have this. Here, this Do you things have this? I find that super help? entertaining for thank people to you. say when there are no Yay! visuals. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the cheat sheet I printed off. You, oh, thank you. You can order tickets at uh, 405-297-2264. That's the box office at the Civic Center. And they'll be able to help you out. Or you can go to okcciviccenter.com. And that's also our box office. And you can get tickets. And um, your ticket price includes attendance to the ball, dance training, if you wish if you wish to participate in the dancing. It includes uh, complimentary uh, eggnog and all sorts of Christmas treats, including ice cream from Brahms. Twelve individual pounds of ice cream just for you. That's right. That's you can have as much as you want. As much as you want. I'm not kidding. And you don't have to spread it out over 12 days. Yeah, you can just eat it all. At the you time. That's for suckers. Yeah, do it right? all at once. And it and for those who are not into Jane Austen, it is it is you will have fun. It is more fun than you think. And just talk about Star Wars with one of the costume characters. That would just tickle them all. Only if you use think. period dialogue. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Period dialogue about Star Wars. Because <laughs> we're all, yeah. we're I, all so just, excited just, about Star Wars. I'm only Wars. landed gentry. I'm not important enough to uh to take any of these Jane Austen characters I don't know the name of yeah, to so Star Wars. You know what? That joke was going to be better if I had any touchstone for character names at all. Trust me. <laughs> but skip the zombies and go straight to that. Yeah. Like, go straight to Talk the Jane Austen, Jane Austen Star, Wars. Star Wars mashup. Love it. Oh, that'd be so I, good. There you go. Now, speaking of Star Wars, <laughs> we are still going next Saturday. Yes, uh-huh. we are. 1240 afternoon at Windsor. Are you going to be there, Erin? I can't. I got to be. <sighs> She's got a thing. She got a Jane Austen A Jane Austen thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. So all you geeks out there, please join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We all will be there, right? Yay! God, God hey. I hope it's a lot of fun. I'm having shades of Phantom Menace. All- oh, no, 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 no. Not because Jackson I actually expect you. that. Not because I expect that, but because the my experience with Phantom Menace, like and everyone else's still. disappointment in yeah. it, it is you. so yeah. I'm just now I'm gonna have to go with people yeah. who might go, hey, what do you think? And I'm gonna be like, right, it was great until yeah. they listen to the next episode. I don't even. Please just be good. J.J. Abrams, I know. Settle my hash. I forgot. I forgave you for lost. I, I think it will be good um, because nothing could be as bad as the prequels. Nothing could be as bad. Well, that's not true. We didn't watch. My wife, God bless her, she actually sat and watched the holiday special. Oh, I want to see that. The, the only thing that saved really it was it was the riff track holiday special. So, yeah. so and, and, and that thing is pretty weird. Oh, it's horrible. It is <laughs> horrible with, with, with Art Carney. I, and, I don't know what else uh, to say. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and Harry, Harvey, I've only Harvey seen Corman. scenes from it. So is the whole thing weird. on the whole thing is on YouTube right now? Is that right? No, no. Oh. They, that's why I, I bought it because you can buy snippets. You can, buy you, it? you can find snippets. Yeah, for like nine ninety nine, oh. you can buy it from uh, and you can just download it and watch it and boom, done. And it is Christmas so is sorted at my house. That's <laughs> it. Everyone's getting it. This is everyone's. Present. <laughs> the, the good thing is the good thing about it is is somebody apparently taped it 
on a very you know early version of a VCR mm-hmm. back in the late seventies because it also has the commercials. No. And I think that's the funniest wow. part of the riff tracks is yeah. them making fun of look for the union label and all these really horrible with a lot of sexual innuendo. You don't realize how much sexual innuendo there is in the seventies commercials. Uh, it's unless the, you grew up in the seventies. The best commercial yeah. Well, I did grow up, but I I've still forgotten saying. how much that was. Yes. You needed to be grown up it's in the weird. 70s or you were missing all the innuendo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe that was it. I also was was too young for it. Anyway, so it, holiday special, very good. I don't Is think it's going to be that bad. No, I, I don't actually expect that. But He doesn't think it's going to be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. But that was so, it was so hard, you guys, yeah, to was. come out of that first show that it first midnight show and see all these people still excited and literally no one coming out of the theater still excited. Yeah. Like it was right. just, yeah. it was just tough. It no, was tough. I had, tough a hard, I had a hard time because my friend was like, at the, I, I traveled across the country to see it with him. We saw it at the biggest theater in Chicago. Wow. Oh, wow. And it was, it was the court theater and it was, it was this beautiful space and we saw it there. And like about halfway through the film, I was like, no. It's like, <laughs> yeah. My, yeah, there was a point. I, I can't think this do is it. Working out. But then afterwards, he kept going. Let the next day was like, let's go see it again. And I was like, Jason, no, we're not seeing this again. This was bad. Good and he's you. like, no, it wasn't. And it was like that moment that they describe in the people versus um, the people versus George Lucas, where yeah. people are like, it took us about three days to go. No, this it's, was no, it's, it's, the fi- it's the five stages of death. River, r- yeah. It's not just Denial, a river in Egypt, anger, my bargaining, depression, yeah. and finally yeah. acceptance. That was yeah. that was what we all went through. Was yeah, denial was the very first step. You saw it three times because you had to make because sure it, it, it was you really wasn't that bad. Maybe I yeah. shouldn't understand the characters. I didn't understand <laughs> what was going Maybe on. I, yeah, and then you something. watched it three times, and then it turned yeah. to anger. Yes, and then bargaining. Right. Please tell me this didn't <laughs> actually happen. Yeah. I will give anything. I will give all my Star Wars collections if that right. movie did not happen. Right. I denial. Just, I just skipped to acceptance. I mean, again, I came out with hundreds of people that we were all like, uh, "Oh yeah, that's a thing." I mean, it was. It's weird. It's it's a. It was a weird situation yeah. all the way around. Incredible. So I just skipped right to acceptance, where I was like, "Well, I guess I'm done with Star Wars, you guys." I, and I was. Yeah. I was. I was done with Star Wars yep. for about ten years yeah. after that movie. I mean, I watched go, uh, the movies. It was tough. I'm just gonna go it play X-wing versus Tie Fighter. Yeah. It took about second, I forget. Se- second season of I'm Clone Wars. I'm glad you guys are all my age because yeah. you all have the same experiences, yeah. right? So, no one was like a little kid so going. No, I do. There's this. Oh yeah. I mean, my my millennial cousin and his friends that and and they even they now. Don't love it, yeah. you know, but it's still like, I don't know, I was a kid and there got was, in there's there. There's nostalgia. I mean, yeah. There's yeah. nostalgia. For me, it's mm-hmm. like watching Flash Gordon mm-hmm. or, or, or uh, Highlander. You shut your you dirty know. mouth, Flash Gordon. No, I can't even pull that off Did with a did? straight face. No, no, Flash Gordon is amazing in his badness. I love Flash Gordon. I love Highlander. Why? It was, because I was 10 when I saw uh, them. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know. <laughs> the worst part, okay, the worst part about Flash Gordon is it came out three years after Star Wars. It was concurrent with Empire Strikes Back. There is no excuse. No, there is as fantastic no. as parts of it are. There's no excuse for I don't know Hawkman's wings there's not a, to move. I mean, you know, just know. come on, just little. Just come on. Did yeah. we talk about when I was last year the the show Spaced, the British television show? I don't think so. Oh, I so. hope you did. No. No, no. no. I don't no. think so. No, this, it's the Simon Pegg television show. It was like 1998, 99. Mm-hmm. And they had it on Hulu and Netflix for a while. It's this is how Hulu. I watched it. Yeah, yeah it's I've seen, great. I've seen a couple episodes of it. Yes. There, there is an Darn. episode that they do in the second season that is about 
uh, Simon Pegg's character coming to terms with the Phantom Menace, and it is <laughs> the whole episode is hilarious. It is yeah. so fun. So, it's not gonna be that bad. <laughs> here's the funny thing: I am actually seeing it. That this will be my second time to see it when we see it on Saturday. Same here. Because my wife has we're get, there the, the Edmund, rule breakers. I know. No, I didn't. I never said it was gonna be my first time. I just said I was going to watch it on Saturday. Yeah. My, but my we, the, you, the Edmund Theater there was uh, is showing it at 7 o'clock. Um, the one right next to Best of Books. Uh, at, at what Danforth, time? At 7 o'clock Thursday. Thursday, okay. And so the, the Best of Books, which is my favorite bookstore, uh-huh. we're going to have a big Star Wars party, uh-huh. and then we're all going to go over to Kicking Bird and watch it. Why do you say we? 7 o'clock. Who do you mean? Well, it's my wife and I and whoever else wants to join me. But Open keep it a party. secret. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> on the DL, I'll put it on Twitter. All four of our fans. That's right. All three of our fans. My fans. Yeah. No. Our, 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 Facebook, our tens our of fans friends. will be there. Yeah. That's hilarious. So anyway, thank you very much for showing thank up you. there. And, and everyone go out May and the force and be see. with you. Come see Jane Austen. It's a lot of fun. It's a great family thing to do. It's just, it's it's a blast. And people, people arrive and they look like, I'm not going to participate. And then by the end, they're like, Dancing you it up with Mr. Darcy, eggnogging people, and and you can pull up Mr. Darcy. That'll get you some. That's right. I got that street one. cred. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Darcy, that's the only one I know too. <laughs> yeah. So come uh, reductiontheater.com and okcciviccenter.com are the two websites where you can explore tickets and get more information. What's your next show? Um, we'll be doing a Midsummer Night's Dream. <gasps> oh, my favorite. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We're doing that I Valentine's when I was Day. Like oh. I, I love playing Lysander. We're excited about that. We're going to be doing that at the Civic Center. That'll be for three weeks in February, uh, right for Valentine's Day. Yay. And that'll Perfect. be fun. Tyler's directing that, and I think it'll be some kind of Peter Brook all white. I, it'll be insanity. Whatever it is, it'll be absolutely insane. I always so. wanted to do like Midsummer Night's Dream as vampires. Yeah. Do like a gothic and, and as have the, have the, have the fairies be vampires instead of. That's yeah, fantastic. I know. Make it a little scarier yeah. in the woods. Darker. Deeper, yes. Yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. Anyway. It'll be fun. So, uh, okay. So that's going to do it for us. Um, you can find us at uh, Okie Geek Podcast. Twitter, you can find us on email, okigeekpodcast at gmail.com, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Where can people find you, Aaron? Where can they at Reduction them? Theater is our Twitter handle and the Instagram uh, handle. And uh, Reduction Theater Company is our is our Facebook page. If you want to just Google that or Facebook that, you can find us there. And then my personal is uh, Shakespeare underscore OKC. And that's my personal Twitter handle. And I have to warn you, if you do choose to follow me there, I just tweet about nail polish and Jane Austen. Those are my two passions right now. So not, not drunk Aaron. I saw. Hey, oh, hey, and Star I Wars. Saw, I, saw, I was yeah. going to say, I saw Star Wars nail polish. Yeah. There was Star. Yeah. I own it all. That's me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You have it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is Rebel. Oh, I'm, that's beautiful. Isn't it lovely? Love it. Yes. Yeah. It's like the my mascara. nerd world. Trust us, awesome. listeners. It's lovely. Ridiculously good. <laughs> is it good? <laughs> Nice. Okay. This, that was my product endorsement. And this has been awesome. your nerd makeup moment. Yeah. Seriously, how it's, often does that happen? Yeah. Just talk they, about anything. They put out they put out Star Wars makeup and it was it's pretty. No. Tremendous. Yeah. I did not so get Rebel. They're but on I got, my. They're uh, on my Instagram. My wife, my wife and I went to Kohl's and bought Star Wars holiday t-shirts. Ooh, I like Snowstorm. I have Lightspeed. Lightspeed. Yeah, Lightspeed is what I have too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, and the mascara, it is dope. 
Yeah. I'm going to get the Star Wars colliding. lipstick. <laughs> there is yeah. Star Wars lipstick. There you go. <laughs> there, there is. is. And I really, yes. There is. There is. There There's you. Lots they of probably stuff. have it in Rebel. Yeah. Just, just, probably get it in Shade Rebel. It'll mm-hmm. be great. We'll do a whole. Te- like, Devin and I can do this on we like could, YouTube. We could just do like a absolutely. whole. Absolutely. We could do yeah. a supplement to this episode. Yeah. Sure. I'm testing get, out I the Get Star Ready Wars With makeup. Me. We'll put that. Thing. You know, Elk for Geek, our Jane Elk Geek Austin now has party. A YouTube, yeah. So you could do that. Okay, Geek now has a YouTube. Oh, because, oh, like, if it's yeah, the whole do. line, it's like The Face Awakens. Yes. It is. <laughs> Josh. That was very good. The one I thing just, I don't like about it is that they 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 put it out, and I'm just you're you're joking, but I'm gonna go into this. They put it out as a light or a dark. You can either get the light yeah. side or the dark side, but it's all the same makeup. I know. <laughs> you just have to choose your okay. alliance. Not unlike the Jedi and the Sith, basically the same. Exactly. Don't think too hard about it. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly it. right. Exactly. Yeah. No, they they knew what they were doing. All right. Yeah, you, but, it's the same color. You just have to be angrier. <laughs> Rebel. Rebel versus yeah. Rebel. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to ask me something, Where Michael. can people find you on the web? <laughs> I, I am all Where over the internet. Where can Maybelline find you on right? the web? Cover girl. Hello. It's cover girl. Um, it's cover girl. Oh, see, that's the problem. So hasn't the midichlorian, maybe she was born with it? No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Devin Green can be found on the internet at Wava. W-U-V-V-A. Cure fans. She wants all your tweets. That's right. Seriously. Well, we can talk some cure. Yeah. Apparently anything after disintegration. No. As far as bad. So angry. Wow. No, anyway, we can. I love. I, I, I you, did, just, you did talk about we were going to maybe my, talk about music sometime, but I don't, know, I still don't know how to do yeah. that in a geeky way, yeah, but my, we should sit and talk. But yeah, my cure game is strong, but to. my Smith's game is on I love I love talking to nerds because there's always so many deeper levels to mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Yeah. There's like we can talk surface about it forever. Mm-hmm. Well, like I can, can I can, can talk delve. surface about you can talk surface about the cure. Yeah, but you can also but go, we can also delve go in. way. Deep. And we also have the life experience. Yeah, that's true. Affiliated mm-hmm. with about, you know, exactly. oh that was happening yeah, when yeah. this was ha- you know. Yeah. Josh, where Josh, can we find you on the web? Where can we find you on the web? <laughs> what is your nail polish color of choice? Yeah, and yeah. you tell me which one should I which one should I wear? What's the blue one? Uh, probably dark side oh, because I, I think Jedi are sanctimonious douches. So give me a dark side color that I should be okay, wearing. Okay, I think there's a there's like a dark blue. There is a dark, but blue. I can't. Rem- it has a great name too, but I I, I can't remember. Okay, check that out. R two blue. Who knows? I don't know. I, I just mean, think these things. I, I want like that job, yeah. actually. I want to nail. I want, I could, I want to I, name I, Maybe makeup. I should have that job because I came up with the face awakens. Like I think that. you now, should. All right. Now, the interesting thing, I think actually that what we're going to see in this new movie is the Jedi aren't the sanctimonious guys they were in the prequel. I think there's one. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's, that's <laughs> it's been why they're chilling not on a mountaintop yeah, doing right. nothing. In, in a temple. In, in a like Jedi 20 temple. Years. An old Jedi temple just sitting there for 20 years, 30 years doing nothing. You know, letting Han pick up all the slack. That's I am right. cautiously optimistic. About no, the movie? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm totally. actually even more than cautiously. I, I'm, oh. I'm optimistic. Mm-hmm. I don't. There's... I had my Michael's red. Michael's off the chain. Like we he's off the chart. We can't even get out. We cannot get out of the show. It's hilarious because we just keep we Star just, Wars yeah. and makeup. Wars no, and it's makeup. fantastic. No, I like it. It's just like it just keeps. Next week's going to be even harder because we're going to be talking about Star Wars as we're about like an hour or two away from the show. Yeah. This week yeah. in Star Wars makeup. It. I think it's fine. I think it's a good oh, idea. Uh, I demand a make I demand a Star Wars makeup corner like <laughs> ten minute segment next week. Okay. Possibly about can, my nail polish. I think color. we can probably pull that off. 
And so, Josh, where can people find you on the yeah. web? Yeah. Uh, at Joshua Unruh, J O S H U A U N R U H. Forgot how to spell my own name because I was thinking about Star Wars nail polish. There you go. And I'm KOSU Michael C. And, and our, our three listeners left six minutes ago. So um, No, they didn't. <laughs> Don't be so no, they loved all of this. You they guys, were like, oh my God. You guys made God, pigeons can... c- completely fantastically you... interesting. Did I love that, that show. One. Yeah, We had so much fun doing it, it was, but we're wondering was, yeah. if we're just losing everybody in the no, process. No, I was like, p- tell me more. Like the whole time I was like, say pigeons. Mm-hmm, pigeons. I think pigeons. that's great. Because they'll just download the shows, but I won't really check what you're talking about. We were talking about Supergirl oh. all the time, or whether it's pigeons. I don't know. I actually try really hard not to talk about Supergirl all the time here because I got like a whole other show for that. You do? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I have a whole other show for that. You're check out, check out Girl Explained. By the way, I'm about halfway through Jessica Jones. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I heard it's awesome. Yeah, that's so it's great. Good. Especially about halfway point where he gets the, and they pull back and the on thing the, and the, with the, the yeah they pull back I don't even know the, and and <laughs> well, pull back on the house and you get the, oh yeah hey, hey, hey. Oh. I haven't I'm way behind you don't you it's, that was there was no spoiler there trust me oh, okay but, but when just, it happens just... you will chill chills all over my entire body really? I'm gonna talk a lot about Jessica Jones my too. husband doesn't yeah. like it so, so I have it. to kind of search like Jessica Jones an episode here and there yeah my wife won't watch it either so I, yeah. I watch it whenever she's triggering and weird that doesn't well, my wife's just not right now. She's kind of going through this. She didn't want to deal with anything violent stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. It is go, totally with you there. That's why I've been like binging Flash and Arrow and Optimistic. No, yeah. m- more um, more Flash. Flash than Arrow. Cisco. <laughs> yeah. I want a Cisco show. That's yeah. it. That's, there we go. Yeah. And we'll so talk anyway. more about this. I think at the end of the year, we'll have a whole, whole pop holiday hiatuses yeah. are coming. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, be sure and subscribe to this podcast, podcast, and rate us and leave a comment. Until next time. Uh, along with Aaron Woods, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. I'm Josh Unruh. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Yeah.